Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, current events, local, world news, and trending. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada, and welcome to the Monday Morning Show, Coffee with You. and gentlemen another fine day out there actually shouldn't say fine actually another great day out there today here across southern ontario it's going to be another warm one as spring has arrived over the weekend and of course you know lots of people getting out there getting out and about and doing the things that you need and uh, something i didn't even um know about or even hear about um saturday downtown london there was a protest going on now what could that be about the anti-maskers and the anti-ralliers gathering hundreds of people in the park not social distancing not wearing any masks and we've entered the third wave of this pandemic you know these people really need to give their head a shake you know i talked about you know when uh university students having parties off campus It started out with 21 of them being infected with COVID-19 and then only five days later, it jumped to 45. And then you have these morons out in the park having having their rallies. And not only that, people come from out of town as well. And we're just starting to you know, slowly open up here and hoping we can stay open. But dumbass moves like that could actually put us into another lockdown. Even the individual from Elmer, he's a pastor. He's already in enough trouble with the law. And he shows up. I don't want people like that here in my city. Okay, his his oldest son is up on assault charges for assaulting an 80-year-old man during this pandemic. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you not you not just see the rallies here in Ontario, across Canada, but around the world. And you wonder why you go back into lockdown and you wonder why 
you're still in lockdown. Small businesses alike, non-essential businesses, employees of those businesses have struggled enough. And then you come along. It's absolutely ridiculous. This is not the time to be having rallies. This is not the time to get out and be in groups of hundreds of people, not social distancing, not wearing a mask. And bitch and complain that it's against your rights, against your, your freedoms and movements, when in fact it's not. When there is a public health crisis, the government can impose these rules. And that's what needs to get into a lot of people's heads. You need to get it. And that really ticks me off how stupid human beings really are. Now, other problems that we see and probably not just here in Canada, but other countries around the world. You know, when it comes to uh, migrants and undocumented workers who also need to get the COVID vaccine as well. Now, over the, uh, over the course of this pandemic, you know, migrants weren't able to leave so they're stuck here. Every spring farmers bring migrant workers in to work to work on the fields because, oh, God forbid, you know, a Canadian go and get a job, work for a farmer. I mean, that's just that's just unheard of. Be a great summer job for students, whether you're you're in high school, you're, you're in college, but that'd just be, that'd just be beneath you, you know, to, to work for a farmer. So we have to hire these, these uh, uh, migrants to come and work for our farmers. And then they become undocumented because they haven't had the chance to get their, their documentations up to date. because how slow the government works. Now this one individual, she, she works on the front lines and she's one of the, it's one of the most dangerous settings for COVID deaths in the country and that's in our long-term care homes. We know how that has turned out over the year of this pandemic with long-term care homes of the outbreaks. And then you have these idiots gathering in groups of hundreds and hundreds of people to protest. Unbelievable. She's actually, you know, she, she works from one care, long-term care to the other during this pandemic. 
and you know, so she can help more people, which is great. You know, now she ends up being an undocumented worker here, here in Canada. So during this pandemic, essential workers like her are being called heroes, but despite caring for people on the front lines of this health crisis, herself doesn't have access to health care. She's undocumented. So we have to change her name to protect her identity. Her story says that, you know, she talks about walking around in fear. Oh, today's the day. You really have to try to put that behind you and get up and go to work function. It's something that plays on on her mind every single day. That you could be found out and lose everything you're trying to get here. And because she works in long care home, one of the hardest cities hit by COVID-19, she should have been among some of the first people to receive, to receive the vaccine to arrange and to arrange the shots. Her employer sent out an email in January asking staff for their provincial health cards, something that she doesn't have. Because migrant workers, undocumented workers, don't have health care cards because they're only here to work for a short time. Or maybe they're even just going to school. What happens to these students when they lose those, when they don't have those papers? So she puts it off and she's forced to make excuses why she can't be getting the, the, the shot alongside her colleagues. And she knows that she would be fired if her employer found out she has no status. Then what will happen you know, this is what her position she's in right now. Then you have no money and you have to live here. You can't pay your bills. And even despite the insurances from the federal and provincial governments that the vaccine will be available to everyone, regardless of immigration status, the reality on the ground is quite different. There's also the fear of confusion Advocates say the way provinces are approaching vaccinations excludes the marginalized migrant workers and undocumented people, despite those communities being some of the most at risk. The Migrants' Rights Network, the country's largest networks of migrant-led groups, along with another 270 other organizations are calling on the federal and provincial governments to ensure people have safe and dignified access to vaccines, regardless of their status. And the Migrate Rights Network says that across the country, it's really seeing people struggling with accessing the vaccine. And among the list of the organization demands are the vaccines must be free, not require health cards or the collection of any identification or, or addresses or information 
about the immigration status. The network is also asking for guarantee that information collected will not be shared with immigration enforcement or the police unless those concrete measures are taken to ensure that everyone has access to 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 the practice the policy won't matter so why are we having this problem you know they bring up the discussion it seems that they have to bring up the discussion quite often Now, Global News has reached out to the Ministries of Health in Ontario, British Columbia, Quebec, provinces that have large numbers of migrants and undocumented people to see what information someone must give in order to receive the vaccine. And all three provinces say that the vaccine will be free and that the health card will not be required to get the vaccine. Though a card is asked for at almost every stage from making the appointment to showing up at the clinic. When asked what information will be collected, all provinces required a full legal name, address, postal code, date of birth and contact information. Now what just happens if they, if they just become ill, not because of COVID-19, and they need to see a doctor or they need to go to the hospital. You know, what is even gonna happen then with these undocumented people and migrant workers who don't have the papers? Here in Ontario, if you do not have a health card, you must bring another form of government issued photo ID, such as a driver's license, passport, status card, or other provincial health cards, something undocumented people likely don't have. The level of information would be kept, would keep, I'm sorry, would keep an undocumented person away. Well, of course it's going to, because they're going to be afraid that this information is going to be collected, it's going to be shared with, with Border Patrol and also with the police. Some, like I said, some of them are stuck here. They've been stuck here for a year. They can't get back home because they come work over the summer months, the harvest parts of, of, of uh, the farming, and then they return home. But with the borders closed, the land borders closed between Canada and the United States, they're still here. Now, this doctor, you know, he's been providing health care to migrants and undocumented people for more than two decades. Although provinces have laws in place to protect health information for undocumented workers, it's not enough. The fear that information is being turned over to border services and of their possible deportation is just too great. And failed policies, well, we have many of those here in Canada. When the coronavirus spread to Canada, this doctor says he knew it would be a, it would be devastating to the population he treats. 
and that's the undocumented people and the migrant workers. In March 2020, he says six people with symptoms of COVID-19 showed up at the center in Scarborough. He sent them to the hospital for treatment, but he says they were all turned away after they are asked to pay for care, but couldn't. He was outraged by this. He says he started organizing with other advocacy groups to call on the federal and provincial governments to expand coverage to uninsured people. Migrant workers should be insured by their employee. You bring them here to work on your land, then make sure they have insurance. We poise the question to them. If you don't treat everyone in your community and it's a pandemic, you treat no one. Everyone is at risk. And it worked. In March 2020, Ontario and a few other provinces temporarily expanded health insurance coverage to uninsured people for COVID-19 related treatment. Ontario even went a step further and provided access to full health care system to these individuals. It was a win, but celebrations did not last long. This doctor and other physicians says it took hospitals a long time to implement the new policy. And for months, people went without coverage, were being turned away or asked to pay for care. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario. So just talking out here about um, you know the COVID-19 vaccines and how this is affecting uh, migrant workers and undocumented people here in Canada and the problems they are facing and the fears they are facing of you know going and being able to get a vaccine you know because as a citizen. Um, you know, you have to have a health card, you know, some form of identification that, you know, you have legal status, you're Canadian, and, you know, you get, uh, you can get your vaccine. Now, how is it affecting migrant workers and undocumented people here in Canada? It's been a real struggle and a lot of fears for these individuals because they're afraid that if they give their information up, then they would be reported to the authorities and then risk deportation. Now, since the onset of this pandemic, even last spring, you know, um, when the uh, farmers were able to get back out on their fields and get migrant workers back over here, they end up being stuck here because the land borders between Canada and the United States are closed. They didn't make enough money to fly home. And it's not just, you know, when it becomes undocumented people, I mean, um, there are also students here, international students that weren't able to get back home and your steady visas, you know, they run out. You have to be able to reapply again. And you know how slow the government can work. They don't work very fast. 
So the fear of these individuals of getting their, their vaccines, you know, is real. And we do have agencies here across all of our provinces to help migrant workers and undocumented people. And even though our government, also are like a provincial government here said that everybody, regardless of your status, you'll be able to get the COVID-19 vaccine. But that message wasn't really clarified to to hospitals or other clinics and, and turning them away because, you know, they're unable to pay. It's not like the government got on a bullhorn and announced this. But information going from, from different agencies is snail pace, which is absolutely ridiculous. Now, with our failed policies, yeah, we have many failed policies in this country. You know, for the for these individuals, you know, um, these these uh, agencies, you know, they even pose the question to the government: if you don't treat everyone in your community and it's a pandemic then you treat no one everybody's at risk and in 2020 the provincial uh the province temporarily expanded health insurance coverage to uninsured people now how about those migrant workers how about the farmers pay for their health care Give them health care. But when that runs out, because you're only here temporary, when that runs out, then, you, then you're not covered any longer. You're not covered anymore. And it should have been taken care of immediately when it was announced that it was going to be a world pandemic that any undocumented individual or migrants who are unable to leave the country the provinces will extend your health care. None of that took place. So they find themselves in this precarious situation of they wanted to be, to get the vaccine like everybody else. And they should be able to do this without the fear of their information being shared to other agencies and then potentially picked up and held and deported. You know, people for migrant workers and that, you know, working on our lands because, oh man, you know, how many students could we put to be, be uh, putting to work over the summer months and you want to pay for your education? 
but yet you don't want to go get your hands dirty and work on a farm. So this is, you know, the result of hiring my migrant workers and there's nothing wrong with that because they want to work too. They want to be able to send money back home. They want to be able to have some money as well. Hardworking people. But other people, they want to have that summer job or they want to put on the suit and tie or work in the hospitality or whatever you want to do, but you don't want to get your hands dirty. Now, when I was a teenager, 15, 16 years old, during the summer months, I went to work corn detasseling. And that's taking the tassels on off of top of the, of the corn stalks, walking up row after row with other students looking for work and doing that all summer long. just to earn some money. It was an experience. More than 1.6 million people in Canada are migrants. Refugees are undocumented according to the Migrant Rights Network. That's one in every 23 people. 1.6 million people in Canada are migrants, refugees, or undocumented. They come here through Canada's various temporary foreign worker programs via study permits or without document, uh, documentation at all. They work in various frontline industries such as healthcare, delivery, cleaning, construction, farming, and warehousing. This isn't something that's in the cracks, in the margins, in the shadows. This is a core part of our economy. There are significant sectors in our economy that would grind to a halt and business that would shut down without undocumented labor or even just migrants coming to work on our farmer fields and other sectors. The pandemic has brought to light the importance of essential workers who's often load or have are often working low paid precarious work has kept the country functioning while these people have received and have been praised and thanks and, and thanks and praised for those with temporary status or no status at all. The last year has been devastating. Like many Canadians, migrants and undocumented people have lost their jobs during this crisis. But unlike Canadians, like unlike Canadians, you know, these people, they cannot access emergency financial aid. The most migrant workers and low paid jobs are here on what's called an employee Pacific work per permit, meaning they can only work for one employer 
and only do the job assigned on the permit. If they lose their jobs, they lose their income. Healthcare coverage and can't legally work anywhere else until they find a new employer willing to submit an application for a new work permit and that could take time. That process of finding a new job and getting a work permit can take anywhere from nine months to more than a year in normal times. And with many industries shuttered by the pandemic, finding an employer who is willing to do the necessary paperwork can be tough and government processings at times have been delayed meaning people are waiting longer for the benefits that come along with the permit, like health coverage. In order to pay the bills and make ends meet, people are often forced to take work in the meantime, which results in them losing their status if the government finds out. So there's a growing number of people who are in very precarious circumstances and have lost status for reasons they are completely beyond their control. The federal government says it knows that people are struggling due to the job losses and, and, and the services delays, but claims it has put policies in place to get migrants back to work, like extending windows of time for people to reapply for a status and letting people work while permits are being processed but they still gonna need their health care. For people in Canada without documentation at all, not having access to health care during a global health crisis, he says it's beyond challenging. This individual normally works as a, res a residential care cleaner, but has lost her job because of the pandemic. She says that last year has been tough on her family and on top of struggling to pay rent, she has been terrified to get sick. Well, not just sick from COVID-19, sick period. And not be able to access to healthcare. She says now that the vaccines are available she wants to get out, but is nervous to go to a clinic. She says she won't feel comfortable giving her personal information. She says, I don't know what they'll do with it. These are past examples of hospitals providing information to border services. Six years ago, a Vancouver Health Agency uh, reportedly referred information about patients to the Canada Border Service Agency, though since then the practice has largely stopped and it should stop. This fear is deeply ingrained in these communities and the government isn't doing any messaging to combat it. All the government needs to do is put out an announcement through the radio that if you happen to be undocumented, 
come to the vaccine center, you're safe. No data will be collected that will harm you. We need to get the memos out to all these clinics. We need to get these memos out to all these hospitals. That they won't have to worry about. Not just get a COVID-19 shot, but they don't have to worry about getting treatment for anything. Whether they're undocumented or not, or they had the status and they had the status papers, their healthcare coverage should be extended for a period of time or for as long as it takes. And they don't have to worry. This doctor, he started the Canadian Center for Refugees and Immigrant Healthcare, a volunteer clinic here in Ontario with some of his colleagues after witnessing an undocumented teenager almost die after being denied care in 1999. We'd hope we'd be out of the business in a year after we told everybody we found in 1999 and we're here 23 years later and it's worse. He's now on a mission to get vaccines to this to the center's patients for weeks and has been wading through layers of bureaucrats, bureaucracy in order to set up the center's old pop-up vaccine clinic. He's hopeful to have it up and running soon. And that shouldn't even be an issue. There would be phone calls to thousands of people to say, come in and give them a heads up and address the vaccine hesitancy. But we're not going to collect your information. And they've come to trust this place. It's important. But the clinic is small and he says resources are limited. He's frustrated by the lack of action from the federal government. We're here because of bad policy. After all these years, they still continue to let these people fend for themselves and be lost. It's a form of apartheid healthcare because it's highly racialized population and 95% of our patients are persons of color and visible minorities. After more than 20 years pleading with the government, he says if this crisis does not bring awareness to the limitations of Canada's healthcare system, he doesn't know what will. Well, no kidding. They certainly need to look at the policies and they certainly need to allow these migrant workers and these undocumented individuals access to our health care. He says 
that every morning he's 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 grateful that he's can he's Canadian. But often every night I go to bed thinking about where we've let human beings in far less fortunate circumstances than our than our own let them down. It's funny how much what we take for granted. Whether you're Canadian, you're an American, you live in Europe, and you have all these great things. And yet, for migrant workers, undocumented people, something like this comes along, a pandemic, this is where they get left out. And the government's response last summer, after three migrant farm workers from Mexico died from COVID-19, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's acknowledged the conditions that have left migrants and undocumented workers vulnerable to the virus. He says, we know there are many issues from living conditions to the fact that the temporary foreign workers are, are um, tied individually to companies or employers, to various challenges around labor standards. We can even look at things like pathway towards citizenship, which should give people more rights. The Migrant Rights Network says it's telling that the government recognizes the resolution to the problem, yet it refuses to act. The government has clearly recognized that permanent residency is what will give people access to the equality that they are demanding and that they deserve, but it's only for, for some and not for others. We either do it right across the page or we don't do it at all. As part of Canada's economic recovery from the pandemic, the Trudeau government plans to accept 1.2 million newcomers to Canada over the next three years. The government says the 401,000 immigrants it would accept this year is the highest since 1913. An immigration minister declined our request for an interview, but in a statement, the spokesperson says that the government is, is um, seizing the opportunity to engage those immigrants who are already here, but without permanent status. And we're having this problem And the fear for these individuals who are already here of accessing our health care or other employment because their status has ran out because the government is not working fast enough to get their papers back in order and be afraid to go get a vaccine shot of for the COVID virus. 
It's absolutely ridiculous. The government has created one of the initiative called the Guardian Angels Program, which will allow people without permanent status and who worked in healthcare during the first wave of the pandemic to apply for permanent residency, but the requirements for eligibility are very narrow. Only three people in Quebec have received status through the program. As of February the 20th, according to the Immigration, Refugees and Citizenships of Canada, where there have been 721 applications in the province, the majority of those cases are waiting for a Quebec government decision on whether applicants meet additional requirements or need to meet additional requirements to receive a Quebec selection certificate, which required to immigrate to Quebec. And outside of Quebec, 932 people have applied and 459 have gained permanent status through the program. In some cases are on hold because applicants have until October to demonstrate they have, that they have met the necessary work requirements. Well, if they're already here and they've already worked, I'm pretty sure they've met the requirements. As we move into warmer weather and everything else, I mean, the farmers are going to be getting uh, their fields ready and all this like that. So they're going to need their migrant workers. Now, the government you know, would deliver on our plan by making the most of the of the talent already within our borders. Their status may be temporary, but their contributions are lasting. We've already taken several major steps to help them plan and build their futures here in Canada, and we look forward to having more to stay in the weeks and months to come. Advocates says the government's decision to create pathways to permanent residency leaves people exploitable. We have created a system that very predictably puts them at a disadvantage and imposes human suffering unnecessary, but in a way that is a functional for other people who profit from it. This is not a basis on which to build an economy. This is a basis on building ex exploitation. This lady came to Canada on a temporary work permit seven years ago and has been working really hard ever since, navigating the onerous government system and various programs in order to get permanent status and reunite with three kids and grandkids. This was a goal back in 2014, but now in 2021, she is now undocumented. I have no rights, no status. 
the lost status last January after her last employer failed to properly failed. Her last employer failed to proper properly complete the paperwork that she needed to get a new work permit and renew her status. Even she doesn't qualify. Even if she doesn't qualify for government's new programs, despite um, doing frontline work, and that many would consider, that makes her a hero. Hero, she says. I don't know about that. I just go to work. I'm just hoping that the federal government will come see that we all need the vaccines. We all need status. We all need permanent residency. And she had this and her employer failed to properly complete to complete the paperwork. The ones who are here, we are here already. We work, we pay taxes. So why don't you just try and meet us halfway? Why doesn't the government just do it and get it done? And the people who are looking for that status or people who had that status like this young lady and her, an employer screws up the paperwork, that's absolutely ridiculous. And the government, like I said, was, was planning to accept 1.2 million newcomers to Canada over the next three years. And we're having this problem with, with, with people who were documented and losing that status because somebody didn't do the paperwork properly. And becoming undocumented. Undoc and not at the fault of their own. See, we're not here, we're not perfect here in Canada. And we're not going to be perfect here in Canada. But when it comes to immigration, we need to do a better job. Immigration, countries were founded on immigration. We are all immigrants, all of us. How do you think you got here? You know, and it's not just the problem with, with, with that as well, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to minorities, when it comes to other in color, whether you're indigenous or whatever nationality, we need to start doing better and not just with immigration but we need to do better 
racism. And that needs to stop. So I thank you for coming out and joining me this morning here on the Truckers Podcast, the Monday morning show, Coffee with You. This is the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy the week ahead. Be safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for joining me.